Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, today is a good day because the show is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Todd Glass for your free, free, that's right, audiobook download. Go ahead. Go do it. Now entering Nerdist.com. So you ready? I'm recording. Oh, great. This is being recorded right now? Yeah. It's very unprofessional. People, hey, there's a lot of people saying they like uh, the playing with the microphones. <laughs> there have been a few. <laughs> really? I, I don't know if they're lying. In. I don't know. No, there's people that say, well, this, this is... Um, it makes us seem more real, like real people. Well, you're we're right. just like everyone else. That's exactly right. What was, who, were, who, who were we? We have to act so fucking professional. <laughs> no, there was a few people that tweeted... Um, we love when you play with the microphone levels. And I don't know if they were kidding, but you know what? You get to give the two people what they want. Yeah, that's Even if true. they're the only two people. Who am I to not give them what they want? Oh, no, the masses don't like it. Well, you know what? Two people in Minneapolis are getting what they want. That's, that's what matters. That's how super... <laughs> that's, that's why I'm a superhero. Because I give the... So I'm, it's like the Sunshine Foundation. I'm not... I'm, I'm unfamiliar. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Um... Uh, so I guess yeah. Well, I don't care if you play all this, but you can. It, does it? Hey, it now. takes up time. I kind of want to now. And we need to take up time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a break and then play an opening? <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Yeah. That's so. <laughs> you take a break. Take a break and then play an opening. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> Anything? We gotta. Yeah. Okay. Um. No. No. Let's start the. Uh, okay. You want to take a break? Yeah. Before we do the opening? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. 88.8 Loud Radio. All right, we're back. And then here's, <laughs> here's our opening. A very funny guy, Todd Glass. Oh, my God. Todd. Hey, it's Zach. Oh, my God, is that Zach? Zach's on the show? Man, I really want to come on the, the pod. Hello? I've got stuff to promote. Stop. Stop the intro. The entertainers enter. How does this guy every week get to talk through our goddamn intro? 
the phones are broken. Well, we don't look at... Oh, you know my stand... I don't want to... Katie, all I can tell you is... I, no, I should take a deep breath because I make... I was just at the Acme Comedy Club and I had one show. I went off on somebody and I was very glad that the owner of that club was cool. He's like, don't worry about it. So I, I want to be that kind to you, but... That's annoying when that guy does that every week. Play, uh, play the rest the of it. Play the rest of it. Keep going. Oh, he got, he got through. Again. He got through in, in my voice. Go. Todd Glass. Oh my God, is that Jimmy Kimmel? Comedy oh my God, is that Comedy Central? Todd Glass. Is that Comedy Central? Uh, yeah. Hey, Todd. It's Nick Schwartzman. Is that Nick Schwartzman? Uh, again about doing your podcast. Is that the podcast calling? Todd Glass. Is Brian that Regan? Brian Regan. Again. Again. The best part of having a TV show is when your comedian friends pitch you an idea. No matter how absurd, you can immediately greenlight it. It's true. If you don't fucking call me back this time, then don't call me Pause ever. It. You know my favorite part of this message? When at the end, after all our anger, it's like very like, you know, it's very uh, like... All right, everything's fine. It like, seems like very like a parody of a Jewish person. Like as angry as they get, I still hope you're doing okay. Like, uh, um, so so go ahead, go ahead now. Keep playing it. Yeah, because we're done. We're done. Right, take care. From the beautiful Las Cienega Strip, high atop Black Horse Boulevard. That's right. This is the way you open a show. The Todd Glass Show. Oh yes, everybody. Let's stop before we go, Daniel. What's up? Let's take a deep breath and just enjoy the opening of the show. Jen Kirkman is our guest today. I heard there was a secret chord that David This is the last show, everybody. That's a bit heavy. And I wanted you to know that... Listen. Goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, and the major lift, the Bible king composing, hallelujah. Hold on, shut it off. Who's talking? There's somebody out there listening, and somebody else is talking to them. Well, I'm trying to have a moment. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to play the song and just close your eyes and just get into it. This is, I just found it on YouTube. It's like a 15-year-old kid on that show uh, in the... Uh, over there, where they all talk to catch a predator? Australia. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Really? That's all you had? Um, that's all you... Really? Come on. You don't have to just say something. I know. <laughs> you could have said nothing. You could have said nothing. Um, you don't just... Gotta, just like, because there's a pause. It's radio. Uh, it's whatever we... Whatever this is. Um, so I just... Uh, okay, I'm... I'm that Sarah message reminded me of that joke Gary Goldman told us, remember? Well, exactly. Yeah, it's the two Jews in front of the firing squad, and one of them goes, can I get a blindfold? And the other one says... Murray, don't make trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's just great. Maybe do-do-do-do-do-do. Kino after he does that, because that's a good... Do it again, just the punchline. Are you ready, Chris? Yeah, we're, really Murray, don't make trouble. Hmm. hmm. Oh, we don't have a professional show anymore? No, 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 I'm not mad. Kino. Oh. The key to comedy is... To timing? Timing. 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 Do you have one for George? We did. Wow. George. All right. Um, There you go. (laughs) You can tell that was me, not Lynn, doing it. But so anyway, it's the opening of the show. Stop. And then, and then, uh, stop. We were playing the 15-year-old kid singing that song, doing a great version. And I was saying that there's somebody out there, and they're not being able to get into the space because someone else is talking to them. They think, well, he's just playing a song. No. 
everything is important. So let me take my time here. Jane Kirkman is our guest today. Daniel's here with us today. We have some guests. It's always fun to have people here. We'll talk to them later. Um, so, uh, hi. Um, I feel like I was gone for a week. Whenever I'm gone for a week, I feel like it's like I was gone for a while. <laughs> it wasn't that big of a deal, really. I met, okay, so let me go nice and slow because I always feel better when I do that. Some girls came up to me after the show in Minneapolis, and God, did I have fun there. Just what a great, great club. I love Lewis Lee. I don't understand why if you were going to open up a club. That's why I give Mark, the owner of Helium, and also the owner of Helium in Philly in Portland, so much credit for what he did, going, hey, if I want to open up a club, I'll go. He went to a comedy festival, and he asked everybody, what's your favorite club? He repeatedly, and by the way, Acme is not the only great club, but it is absolutely one of the one of the best mm -hmm. it's the best and um why wouldn't you go there and I, so what he did is he went to to the festival and he said what's your favorite club he heard acme 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 he goes well this is be the guy that i want to learn from and he told me even if it meant i had to go watch 50 shows there whatever 20 mm -hmm. and just take it in he ended up where lewis flew to philadelphia and actually helped him open oh, really? up, yeah and opened up the club for him but but you would think that. Why wouldn't you want to do it? But I think what a lot of people do is they go to a club and they think, I know what would make a club better. I'll have a buffet. You know, I'll have bands play in between the acts and, you know, whatever. So, but Lewis Lee is great. So these two girls came up to me after the show. I think Sarah, Sarah was one of theirs. And they gave me these like little post-its because they see them that I use post-its all over. And they were just so <laughs> How nice. How did they see that? They see it on the pictures on the show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, what are you doubting my story? No. What if I was lying? Well, wouldn't that that wouldn't stalkers. have been. A... I'm just trying to <laughs> figure everything out. No, I know you're not. I know you're. Uh... Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. What if, how would they be stalkers? I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. How would they be stalkers? Like, like they're gawking through the window. Hey, we know you use post-its, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Okay, you make sense, then. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought you were lost, but it ends up it was me. Yeah. Okay, so they were so sweet. And then these other three people, uh, they were at the first show on Saturday, and I don't know their names, but they were so nice. And, I and they came backstage, and they were just... Let me tell you something. I've said this a million times. Um, people that you meet that, that connect with you, at, that l enjoy the show, you just love hanging out with them. They're just... They, you connect with them at a different level. Like, people that like your stand-up, it, it's like I don't want to make sound like that's a second best. Because people that like your stand-up, obviously, if someone's a fan of your stand-up, you're always, you know, you're, you, you appreciate that. It's nice. It's nice. But when something about when they listen to the podcast, and I, I guess it explains itself, there's, they know you at so many layers. There's a different type of intimacy between you and the people that listen. Right. And these three people were so nice, and I invited them to stay for the late show, and I said, as long as you don't heckle. And they go, why? Who would do that? I go, <laughs> it happened. One time, they didn't listen to the podcast. I didn't do a podcast back then, but they enjoyed the, I was talking to them at the bar in between shows. I go, hey, you want to stay for the late show? Because they were just the coolest people. Him, his girlfriend, and the girlfriend's friend, and they heckled. I go, are you fucking shitting me? So there's that. Same club? No, 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 not there. Um, and then, uh, so there's that Patrick Roddy sent in over there. Uh, yeah, I saw that. That's amazing. Now, do you? I don't know. I'm sure you get to the point in your career where people send stuff like that, and you're just used to it. But I'm not. Yeah. Um, that is the coolest thing. It's like a light box, it, and it has an image of me on it. That's my favorite part about it. <laughs> and uh, it has the show logo, and it says the top. If, by the way, Daniel, I say this affectionately. If you rock around that microphone stand okay. this week, whatever you do, that's your job. Do people not like that? 
because I thought maybe people liked that too. You want to take a couple call? people like uh, Mike when we adjust the levels. I thought maybe somebody enjoyed that. Caller, go ahead. Hello. Oh yes. hi. Hi. You know I just love when Daniel bangs around that. Oh microphone. thank you, ma'am. How dare you? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I How was in, dare you? I should have really asked oh you first. Oh, my God. I, I, what, do I sound like a man? A woman? A, a, a woman, a little bit, yeah. How dare you? I'm sorry. Oh, my I, God. What's your name, sir? My name is Bill. What is wrong with you? How old, a, how, how old of a gentleman are you? 41. Okay. Now, are you fucking with me? Is this the first time that happened to you? I, no, I'm, I have never in my entire life... <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> and I've encountered some people I've ever that are it, 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 no, I've never had anybody call me a, a woman before. Over the phone. Never. <laughs> never. Never ever. Uh, I apologize. It, it's my mistake. No, you know what? I, I apologize. Yeah. I was calling in to tell you that I like when you fiddle the mics. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know so much anymore. Not so much anymore. Are you married, sir? Yes, I am. I'm married for 35 years. <laughs> for 35 years? Mike, <laughs> don't that, start listening to Are the you bit. Mormon? Is that what happened? Shh, don't start listening to the bits so much where you catch me in my flaws of my bit. I get it because I said I was 35. And then if I was married... At for, for, 41, you said. 41. Well, you keep... Just keep paying attention. <laughs> well, anyway... You should I, probably, do you have to get going? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. But are you at work? By the way, isn't it sad? I used to listen to talk radio in Philadelphia, and I always thought it was sad when the late, on the, on the, on the like 12 midnight till 6 in the morning, the caller, you could tell, wanted to hang up before the, you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, go ahead. Now. What do you? Well, you know, well, anyway, I better get going. Well, hold on here. What do you think of this new, uh, you know, HMK law? You know, and they're like, Jesus, how long does this guy want me to stay on with them? Because they couldn't get, you know, the callers. So anyway. There we go. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you for doing a great job. Say hi to your friend Preston for me. I know he listens to the show. Preston! <laughs> Wait. All right, one time's enough. Preston! All right, come on now. Wexler. 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 <laughs> well, I don't, how come Blake. Preston didn't get echo like that? Emma, is, it, is this time to bring out Blake? I, the high school thing? Oh, that's, yes, it is. That's Blake Wexler, name. I don't know how many listen, our listeners are familiar with Blake Wexler. I'm sorry if I'm mumbling a little bit. Yeah, uh-huh. Be very clear with your voice because uh, somebody sent an angry tweet that they don't <laughs> like your speech impediment. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. I think that's interesting to talk about. I think that well, is funny. Right, he, I do. I, by the I way, think it's funny what you said about it. He didn't, say, he didn't say slur your words. Then it could be an insult. But he was smart enough to know that it's called a speech impediment, but not loving enough to know that you don't like having it. Right. And by the way, the only thing reason I think that's worth bringing it up, not that it's like, oh, I know you, I could hit myself over the head with a uh-huh. two by four. Not because can you believe people tweet that? No, no, there's good and bad people in the world. Just the fact that on that isolated thing that he would go speech impediment, but it fucking pisses him off. Right. Like, hey, you know that limp you have? It's starting to fucking piss me off. Right. My limp? Really? I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> is it so bad that, I, that, that you think it's an impediment? I think that's what he called it. That well, I, th- I slur one. I think you have a speech impediment a little, don't you? <laughs> Shit, I've just dug a good hole. Well, I am a foreigner. I sh- edit my sh- second Why do you language. seem so loud? Well, 
It's Maybe another it's speech impediment I have. It's, it's, it's speech loud, enhancement. It's loud and slurry. It's a really bad combination. <laughs> it's hard to understand, but you're also annoyed by it. Okay, I don't and mean I think to, that's what the tweet was about. <laughs> I don't mean to be all over the place, and don't take this as an insult. Turn Blake's mic off. I'll just pick him up from my mic. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. You'll, you'll love it. Matter of fact, I think I want everybody's mic off from now on. <laughs> How would that sound? Can you imagine if you were that real? To George you Carlin. Want, you want me to do it? Yeah, shut to George. Whenever I say to George Carlin, yeah. So anyway, uh, now Blake, you went to my high school, right? Yes, Todd, I did go to your high school. I think the listener's fine with that. Yeah, well, they don't tune. Yeah, when I say to George Carlin, uh, I don't think people tune in necessarily to hear my guests. I think people want to hear me and then you in the background. Okay. You sound great. So, Thank you. Uh, All right, you can you, you can put their mics. Hold on, I want to drive the show straight. I don't. I got to be in control because I'm the one that when shit goes down, I get the emails. So. Um, while we were on break, Blake, we were talking that Blake went to my high school, and Mrs. Uh, yeah, we what and year you did guys you? had a teacher in common. We did. Yeah, which let me tell you something. You know what I love about that, Blake? It makes me feel young. Well, like, what, how both far, of you? How far well, apart could we be? Well, we're not that far apart. I graduated in 07. When did you graduate? Oh, I graduated. Well, Jesus there, Christ, oh two. I don't remember two thousand. Yeah, right. We barely <laughs> missed overlapping each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wexler. Wexler. Hey. Wexler. So we, had, we did have the same teacher, and I liked, uh, I got to tell you the truth, Miss Worley was great to me. I really liked her. She was, but we, oh, we, yeah. she was our gym teacher. No, she was just, Mrs. Worley uh, taught health. And all I remember about her is when, you know when teachers get evaluated? Like when the principal <laughs> comes in and sits in. Yeah, sits in the back of the room. I don't right. know what he's writing. For all I know, he's got his hand in his pants. <laughs> I mean, he's in the back of the room. Just sitting there. Well, you yeah, motherfucker, she no goddamn man. Fucking man, I hate my one of the prince. I wanted to be the president, not a principal. Hey, Joe, fucking Shane. Just, just really, just getting it, getting into it. Um, hey, son of a bitch, I wanted to be a principal. A Sir, principal. what are you doing back there? Oh, a, a B plus. <laughs> <laughs> he gets nervous. <laughs> <laughs> he just thinks he's supposed to be grading her, so he was. Uh, so anyway, so Mrs. Worley would meet me when she was being evaluated once in health class, and she would just be at the front door, not mean spirited or anything. She'd go, "Todd, uh, you have an hour off." Now I think enough years have passed where if she couldn't get in trouble, plus our principal has has uh, not there anymore. But um, uh, so she, she was just walk around the hallway, walk around. I don't care. You're not going to be because. I one time made her laugh when she was being evaluated, and uh, or maybe made her nervous too. What happened was, and it's sort of sad what she was talking about, but obviously sometimes you know either it's comedy. Do you know this? Have we talked about this? I think we might have. She goes. Um, she talked about when sometimes kids are going to or anybody is going to kill themselves. They start giving their things away. That's a sign. And they were trying to teach us, which you know, as a full-grown adult now, you can see it was a very valuable lesson uh, about. Now, is that a is that considered like a, a scream for help? I think no. I think it's you. You're just giving some things away. It's probably not always true, but I, by the way, I don't even know. Do adults I'm, do that? You think too? I think yeah. adults and kids. Oh, wow. It's yeah. a sign they say. Yeah. So uh-huh. uh, she said, "What would you do if your friend?" And she got right close to me. What would you do if your friend told uh, told you he was going to commit suicide? And I said I'd say? ask for his radio. <laughs> <laughs> and how old were you at this point? I was in uh, tenth grade, eleventh grade. <laughs> Todd, iPod, <laughs> say iPod. <laughs> <laughs> we, but, you know, it'd be funny if we go back and post, and we will. So it sounds like this. So I said, she said, "What would you do if your friend was going to commit suicide?" And I said, "I'd ask for his 
podcast. I mean, iPod. not podcast. Um, iPod. 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 <laughs> okay. So listen, Shh, everybody calm. I'm going to take a sip of my beer. I want to say hello to our listeners. You know, this is going to sound real cheesy, but do you ever have a really one of those thoughts? After I met all those nice people in Minneapolis, I thought, if you're out there and we never meet, we still like each other. We, it's like we've met. There's still a bond. Because I know there's a lot of people, that are, they're nervous, they're never going to get to meet me. And they're starting to get to... Oh, never mind. <laughs> hey, Todd. Uh, really quick. How dare you interrupt? Sorry, we have oh. to do, uh, I forgot to tell you, we have to do an Audible ad. That's right. Do we do it on the air? Yes. Oh, really? I'll edit this so it's seamless. No, Just no. I don't mind go. doing it right now okay. in real time. This is what auditions are like for me. So Daniel's over there. You're good. You, you hey, already it reminded me of the Miss Worley story, which is oh nice. yeah, Miss Worley. I remember one of my other teachers, Mister McElroy. God, that guy was funny. And was he there when you were? Yeah, yes, he was. Yes, oh, he wow. definitely was. <laughs> I looked at him sternly. Yeah, like, um, Mister McElroy uh, would. Uh, would let me he didn't care he he goes one time i go i desperately needed to get out of class i would make up anything i could to get out of class like just anything sickness just i couldn't sit in there i would go out of my goddamn mind and i told him i didn't have a pen or a pencil and i'm you know i'm old enough and he would go god go 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 find one i go all harry he goes and he would yell don't take your time <laughs> walk around the hallways take Enjoy life a little. You know what I found out? that my te- my, I had a good sense of humor, and I think my teachers knew it. And I don't think you could be, I don't know, I'm, I guess I'm complimenting myself. But I think my teachers knew there's no way I would get their subtle sense of humor if I, I wasn't, they knew I was not stupid. I just couldn't, right. couldn't follow anything. But you were, a, you were a disruptive presence in their classroom. I was a disruptive, uh, not, uh, not in a typical dumb kid way. I know. I was clever. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was good enough, I made the teacher laugh. Right. I hope. No, I did. I did. All right, so here we go. So, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mac, I forget his name. Go to audiblepodcast. Okay, go to audible. Okay, here's me really getting ready. Yeah. I think we could do this in real time and yeah. play the whole thing. This would be me. This is going to be the most airtime audible has ever gotten on any <laughs> podcast. Oh, because you know how long it takes yeah. me to learn something? Uh, this would be me if I went to it, if I was going to an audition and I got the copy at my house and, and, and maybe even in the lobby. Uh, still learning it. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash Todd Glass. Get a free audiobook download. Chris Hardwick's The Nerdist Way is available. Actually, I listened to it. Again, audiblepodcast.com slash Todd Glass. There. That got better, perfect, right? Perfect. Okay, here we go again. Hold on, I'm going to do it again. No, if this was an audition, I wouldn't leave on that. They'd be prying the... Uh, uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, no, no. Yeah, you would. No, no, I wouldn't. No, oh, no, you're right. I was playing along. I'm like, I'm like, no, no, I'll read it again. No, 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 thank you. We got it. No, no, let me read no, it again. Todd, honestly, you're great. We no, got I it. insist. No, no, it's cool. You know, we're on a tape. It's lunchtime. That was great. I wouldn't be fair to you to no, not no. let me do it again. It'd be fair if you just let it go. Can I tell you something? And I think you're going to think I'm right. I think once I read it again, you're going to be like, oh, my. And I used to want to leave so bad that I wouldn't (laughs) beg people to let me do it one more time. It's actually the opposite when I go in these auditions. I beg them. They go, we want to do it again. I go, no, let me leave. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash Todd Glass. Get a free audio book download. Guess what, everybody? Chris Hardwick's The Nerdist Way is available on audio Audible, there you go, Audible, and I listened to it, and actually, it was a really good book. Again, audiblepodcast.com slash Todd Glass. Let me do it again. Here's the problem. i got to make it more personal. Okay. 
Hey, everybody, I got good news. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash Todd Glass, and I'll tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get a free audiobook download. Hey, I'll tell you what, who can't, af- you know, who, who doesn't want to save a little money, right? I know I do, and I'm rich. Uh, by the way, Chris Hardwick's The Nerdist Way, it's available on uh, Audible, uh, and I listen to it. Oh, no, I'm going to just leave. <laughs> I'm going to leave. <laughs> Take the computer away. I'm sorry. That was, by the way. And here's Dimitri Martin for Audible.com. Dimitri, you've heard of Audible.com, right? Yeah, because especially because their name, it makes you listen. Now, let me just say this about Audible. Uh, I think there's no way they cannot have me as a sponsor now because then the the like the institution of what well, well, not the institution like the uh, dyslexic foundation or like people that have you know uh, uh, look it, there's no if i'm either faking it or that's how hard it is for me to read copy so if they go no we don't want him reading copy oh the word would get out on the street like i bared my soul and read at my best ability hey there's people like me that can't read that great but also love audible i represent them yes you are you, do- you are their primary target Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know what? There's a lot of truth to that. I never yeah. thought about that. Like, yeah. these are the people that need them the most. Dyslexic people. Me, well, anybody who has trouble. Re- and by the way, I don't have, tr- like, you know, if I'm driving down the street, I can read signs. I can read birthday cards. I don't want you to think, like, you know, when I'm opening up birthday cards, I'm like, I go, that was nice. You know, meanwhile, I don't know what the person wrote. I can read menus at restaurants. No, it's, you're handicapped. It's okay, Todd. I think it's fine that you oh. just embrace it. I think it's great. You're, you, I understood what you meant with your slurring oh. speech impediment. <laughs> hey, we have a caller. Go ahead, okay? Hello. Yes, I just wanted to talk to Daniel. Uh, I'm a big fan. I love what you do. You're great. And oh. uh, yeah, oh, we really you. enjoy what you thank do. Thank you very much, sir. I really Excuse appreciate it. Excuse me. What? <laughs> sir. Thank you very much, sir. How dare you? I am not. I'm a woman. Do I sound like a fucking man? Oh, 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 what boy. is wrong with you? I'm sorry. You, you have no idea how embarrassing this is. It just happened to me a little while ago. Your and... stupid speech impediment. <laughs> That's what I think of you. Right. That wasn't the best comedy, but this is ad lib. <laughs> you know, what do you want? If you want prepared sh- stuff, then you, uh, you go to a prepared channel. <laughs> <laughs> right, what time is it? What are we looking at? It is 6.26. Oh, we're doing great. Yeah. I feel like we thanked everyone, the people from the show. By the way, I said that I thought Ron Paul was the most um, human. Human, And I realized from some really nice people that tweeted me. and some. I, I, I don't always follow politics. So sometimes I ask friends that I agree with so many of their social issues. And they seem to be well-rounded, intelligent people. Uh, so I asked them. And they seem to be saying, no, he's not. What's going on? I hear he's not banging. What? He's not as has, he's, he's not, not as human as is. He's not much better than the rest not. of them. And, and I don't even know if that's true or not true. But I, I have a feeling you, they're right. I think what you meant was he seems like the most genuine. For some reason, the way he seems so friendly and docile, I thought he was probably a very open-minded, but no. caring. But no, he seems. No. Uh, I, and I, I bet the I bet if there's a person out there, what happened to George? She, I guess she's in the bathroom. Uh, great, uh, you bring guests. They take a shit during the show. Real classy. <laughs> Um, but and the reason I say shit, you might go. She had to pee. If she if she left this room to pee, I will be infuriated. She better be shitting in there. <laughs> pee pee in your pants. I need calm while I'm doing a show. I'm totally kidding, and I am 100 percent kidding. Um, well, 90. 
<laughs> um, so I, if, there, if you listen to the show regularly and you heard me say that about Ron Paul and you know that's not true, that probably had to make you go, oh, no, I like him. But So now you know that, guess what? I even know I was wrong. So that's over. Okay. All right. So um, um, I think maybe where that might have come from is he speaks his mind. Like he doesn't talk like a politician generally does, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's yeah. more sane. From a guy like me who just flips around, you could maybe think that I yeah. thought, oh, that guy seems rational, but he's not. Like, you know, so there's that. Um, hold on. Yeah, you know what? Let's, uh, let's, there's nothing wrong. Oh, it's your beer bottle. Oh, get, give me it. I look like, like the scary parent. Give me it. <laughs> What's going on? Mike is supposed to be moving because he's taking pictures. Everyone else, I don't want to, you know, I'm about ready to just carpet this whole table so I don't hear any noise. Carpet everything. I'll make people come in here with patting around their hands. So there's no noise at all. All right. So here we got a message. Maybe we should deal this with before Jane Kirkman comes. Um, from my sister-in-law. Oh, uh, can we? Can I hear Meryl? It? Yeah. Remember we made fun of her. Yeah. Well, first of all, I said Meryl. First of all, she only heard on the Paul Tompkins F. Tompkins uh, episode where we referenced it. She, she didn't even hear. I said we, I talked about how much I love you and how cool you are. Where are you going? Oh, are you okay? It's so funny. I'm so I do have a problem because you walked in and I didn't see that chair there. I'm thinking, why is she walking? Where is she going to go? And all you were doing is walking to your seat. George, if I didn't like you, would I have made you your little jingle, the Prince thing? Hmm? No, I wouldn't have. I mean, that means George. There should have been some echo in the George. Ooh. All right, so. So anyway, Meryl, uh, so she heard the episode on the Paul Tompkins where we just referenced and she didn't hear the one with Michael Komen and Rory Scovel. So I made her listen to it. I go, I said nice things. You got I, Meryl, you got to listen to the whole thing. And uh, she called me and left this message. God, wow. I, I couldn't even believe that. I haven't listened in a while and I turned in to listen. This is real. And I never said horrible and malicious uh, those horrible words that you said I said about your podcast they never ever ever said that the only thing I said to mom is that it goes all over the place sometimes and it's hard to follow because you're smoking pot and all those horrible words I, I just was devastated over that that was not true why would I tune in and listen if I hated it I'm your best fan I just sometimes I can't listen that long I Oh, God, I love her. She, you know what the thing is? I think you can be more like, you understand what she's saying. She's saying, why did my mom exaggerate? Well, she didn't. I go, Merle, it, you know, it, 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 we are joking about it on the show, so it's not all, it, although it was pretty close to what I thought happened. I love that it still ends with that nice Jewish button. All right, yeah. you don't have to call me back. All right, I know I'll you're talk busy. To you later. <laughs> I know you're busy. But um, so she said she now listened to the actual whole thing, and she texted me and said she was fine. But I love it. I'm your best fan. I just can't listen that long. <laughs> I'm fun. I'm fun. <laughs> I am fun. Um, so uh, that's that's what happened. But it's funny. I um, um, go to Dave's Barbershop. That's all. I think the more I plug her Barbershop, the easier it is for me. Where, where, uh, where for is her. It? Dave's Barbershop? Yeah. It's, a, an old, it's an old downtown. Like the coolest area in the city. 
It's like a real old cool barber shop. Okay. We've talked about it before. In Philadelphia. Dave's barber shop. Okay. Yeah. Um her and my brother used to fool around in the chair after they closed. I hope that doesn't make people not Wait. go there. Oh, they'd go to town. Is there only done. one chair in that barbershop? Oh, my God. No, just, it's, a, no. it's very hard to get in. No, there's, there's, that's not true, by the way. <laughs> Cut to. Hello, Todd. Okay. Hello, Todd. It's Mer... All right, I can't even do the voice. I'm so angry with my voices. I've been angry at my voices for a long time. All right, so that's that Rory left a message. It's like a two-minute message. Scoville? Are you eating? No. What, what what were you just doing? I, I was. I, I wanted to see. Were you chewing was. on a lighter? Yeah. Put this over here. I'm Give it to flame me. Flame eater. Now. I don't want you to have anything in your hands. You're making me nervous. You're. What if it's not me? Seriously. What no, if it's not me? I just, just but why my... do you seem so? There's so much energy just like swarming I'm around. Anxious you. to get to a lot of stuff. Well, just take a deep breath. We have to go slow. Jen Kirkman's on her way. Mm-hmm. She's fucking late. I'm going to punch her right in her dumb face. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. What if fair, that's the that's fair. Who would want guess if you knew that was the anger that was coming? If she's fucking late, I swear to God, I'm going to push her down those stairs over there until she fucking apologizes. I think she'd apologize right away because she wouldn't want to get hurt anymore. But <laughs> I don't, can't imagine she'd go, no, you're being unfair. Boom, all over. Boom, 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 boom. All righty. So we got that. Um... It's Mrs. Worley we talked about. By the way, I want to be like one of those guys in Philadelphia. It's very hard to, like, I like having guests here and stuff. But, you know, these guys in Philly, I, I grew up with, radio, not Philly, any radio guys, just old day, old-fashioned radio guys that would open up the show. They sat in a room all by themselves. Maybe they had a producer behind a glass wall that they'd reference once in a while. And I was thinking about that today, um, if I could do that. Like, they, the guys would just... I can't even, like, I'll make up something, but they would come on the radio and be like, W-Y-S-P. Well, hello, everybody. This is, uh, give me a name. This is Irv Homer. That was actually a guy from Philadelphia. I'm driving in here to the show today. I get on the Schuylkill Expressway. I've been living there for about five years. And every day, I get up, and I take the same route to work. And I've been doing that for five years. And today, as always, I got on the expressway. I got on at Belmont. There's a lot of traffic down there. I sit through it. I drink my cup of coffee. And I try to be as patient as I can be. I got onto the highway. I couldn't have been doing more than 60 miles an hour. Because my car, I have an old car. And I'm set it at 60 it makes a beeping sound, which I want to get fixed, but I haven't. We've talked about that on the show before. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm not thinking, because you know sometimes when you take the same route every day, sometimes you realize, I don't think I've been paying attention for the last half an hour, and I got a little bit out of it. Uh, I was probably thinking, I'm thinking, thinking what I'm going to do. Am I going to move? Am I going to change radio stations? As you know, we've talked about that in the past. I might not be here much longer. All of a sudden, I get lit up from a highway state patrol officer, and the lights are ablazing, and I pull right over on the side of the road, and I immediately put my hands on the wheel. I put my car in park. I turn my radio off. I have my window down. I do everything that I know to do to make a cop's approach to my car as comfortable it possibly could be. (laughs) Well, he's sitting in his car, and I'm waiting. 
And I am waiting. And as you know, if you listen to the show, I'm police friendly. <laughs> I've done shows for the local Philadelphia police. I know there's a lot of good police officers down there, and I don't want this story. I also don't want to tip the story. But I know that there's a lot of good men and women that serve us. And this, sir, this story, pardon me, certainly, even says pardon me. Right? Uh-huh. It's not a mess up the way he saves it. Pardon me. <laughs> I know this story certainly does not represent the men and women in blue all over the world that do great things for us every day because God knows in the middle of the night when we are all maybe sometimes complaining about getting a ticket or getting pulled over, who do we call when we hear a noise outside and who shows up? In most cities, I can't believe how quick the police can get to your home. I'm surprised. I lived in New York City for five years. And you would think when you needed the police at your house there that it should, just shouldn't happen. Sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes 10 minutes. And where I live right now, I can't believe it. Sometimes they're at your house in five minutes if you have a problem. So my point is that I'm appreciative of what they do. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Three more cop cars show up. And they park beside me. They park in front of me. And over the PA system in their car or the, the, uh, the loudspeaker, they make me get out of the car. They make me stand in the front of the hood. I put my hands on the hood of the car. And they approach me. A woman officer approaches me. Not that... Uh, 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 seem, seemingly a calm woman. I listen to everything she says. And... And uh, I'm, I'm nervous at this point. Well, you won't believe what happened. And we'll talk about it right after this. Well, <laughs> okay, that's it. That's all I can do. That's by the that way. That was uncanny. That was great. That wasn't. I just couldn't do the ramp up, but it would always be something like, and they get me out of the car. I listen to what they say, and they had the wrong person. They ran the tag one digit off, and they thought that my car was stolen. And that's how the LAP. That's how the Philadelphia Department approached me. Now you know what I just said about the police department, and these are good men and women. So I do not think this stands for all of them. But are they deservant sometimes of their reputation that they have here in the Philadelphia area? And I will take your calls. You'll tell me your stories. Have you had this happen? You get pulled over by a cop that maybe had a bad day and he's taking it out on you? We'll take your calls. 365-4100. We'll be right back right after this. So I'm sitting in the Blue Star Diner Monday afternoon, eating a piece of cheesecake, minding my own business. And I go in there every day, and I order the cheesecake. I have a cup of coffee. I do it when I'm on my way home, as we've talked about many times on this show. When I hit New Jersey, I get a little tired, and I pull over and have a piece of cheesecake and some sausages to give me some energy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why, why would they be having cheesecake and sausages? Wouldn't that be funny if that was like a really heavy guy? 
He goes, I have a piece of cheesecake and some salt. You know what? Is it funnier than it's mean? No, I will not finish that bit. I don't edit it out either. All right, so <laughs> I just want people to hear that I was going that way, and I didn't. All right, so, um, so we got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> we got that out of the way. That's how I consider my comedy. Let's get it out of the way. Daniel, you got a lot to talk about. You know what? A gen- Let's let what you know because I know Jen like I had her we had her on uh, I uh, on the old podcast. Need I not mention? <sighs> I think I'm learning the pauses of these old guys because these old school guys. And by the way, I'm not mocking them at all. And also, by the way, anything I said, someone's going to read into it. He's right about the Philadelphia Police Department. No, I've actually. Never had, you know. It's funny. I've never really had that many bad experiences with cops, but and you used to impersonate one. Shh. <laughs> we took that off can the you last tell podcast. This, you did, yeah. But uh, but can you but, tell the story about when you were coming from a set and somebody spit on your car? Do you think I should? Oh, it's one of my favorite stories that I ever never, happened to anybody. I never talked about that. Uh-uh, All right. So, so. How, how do you think so far? Let's stop. Can we take a break? No, hold on. No, because I know you want to eat. No, I don't. No, no. <laughs> what time is it? It is six forty. Six forty. I win, Blake. No, you. Who's moving? I hear. I hear their microphone stands moving. All right, so we're all right. Um, Jen Kirkman's going to be here in five minutes. Uh, yeah. Well, because I don't want to start looking like a crazy mental patient. These are. I don't do this anymore. These are stories from the past year. That years. was just the isolated story about. Well, no, coming but, from a set. Dressed as a police officer. But I also did it in high school a few times. I mean, there was definitely a problem I had. Let's, you know, <laughs> let's, let's not beat around the bush. It's I'm, endearing. Yes, I'm starting to use the... Remember when the old school guy's pauses in my now normal sentence? I realized, yeah, what are you rushing for? So I'm, I'll tell this story. Can I tell the story? I'll start telling the story like an old school guy, but yeah. then I'll get out of it because yeah, okay. it'll get... I'll want to just get to the story. <laughs> I'm hired. I go on audition. And I uh, get a call back. And it's to play a police officer for the very funny, as we all remember it, Mr. Show. And uh, I'm given a police uniform my first day on the set. At the end of the day, it started to pour. People were trying to wrap up everything. And the wardrobe department told me to just wear my uniform home, try to keep it in good shape. And they would uh, take care of it in the morning. So that I did. That I did. I'm getting on to La Cienica Boulevard, and I pull over. This is just coincidental. But how appropriate that I would be dressed as a police officer. And it looked real. I proceeded to get out of my car. Okay. So I got out of my car. And, you know, this wait, story. Wait, wait, wait. Tell, tell, what, what happened? Oh, yeah, I am. This is the part I'm, okay. br- I'm breaking the cat that doing it in that voice. It takes so much work to do it that slow, but it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> not brilliant, but you know that's this just that's we, just we a, just don't have the time for it. Yeah, I agree. that's just a breed of uh, that. It, it is commendable. It's just because they just them in a room. I think it's what I might start doing. <clears throat> Everybody, you better fucking be on your best behavior because I am one step away from just and and you know I hope you're not embarrassed. Chris has told me many times. He said his friend Preston has an old. A recorder. We could do the show just just the three of us. Preston. All right. Sounds like it's a, it's a dog. So we're getting out of the um, the quality of our jingles is really well. No, that one improving. Is. <laughs> After you, Kino. 
Ah, he doesn't put a lot of time <laughs> into it. That's a really annuals. sad one. Good, he doesn't put a lot of time into yours. Uh, He's angry at you because of uh, what you did. You fucked uh, his wife. I did fuck his wife. Isn't By funny? accident. Isn't it funny in an improv bit? <laughs> I didn't know she... In an improv bit, wouldn't it be a funny... Imp- I don't usually like any improv games, but I thought of a good one. Yes and meaner. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, in other words, like whatever you say, you have uh, to make it meaner. Go ahead. Oh, go well, ahead. I can't believe you fucked my sister when well, you... She was dead when I did it. No, you mean her to me, not oh. you. <laughs> I thought about your sister. That's, oh. I thought that's too what he mean? meant, too. No, you have to be, you have to, whatever you do, you have to throw it back to me. Meaner, but you would think you would be meaner to me. You just made yourself look meaner. Like, you fucked my sister, that's bad enough. Oh. But then you said, well, she was dead, right? <laughs> that's so pretty mean. Yeah, but you're trying to get, you're trying to get okay. back at me. I don't know if I want to do this now. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Can you tell the rest of your story? Okay. It's, okay. There's nothing wrong. I'm not wrong. sure anybody knows what it's about yet. Okay, so, I, so I'm, I'm in my pl- full police uniform. And you know what? Actually, uh, it, it looked real because it was, you know, it, it was as real. It didn't look like one of those cheesy fake cop mm-hmm. uniforms when you're on a shitty thing and they don't have the money to get a real good badge. You know, it's like, oh, it says sheriff. I don't know how many cops wear a sheriff badges, you know. <laughs> So, um, and they, and you know, again, I, when you tell these stories later in life, you, you, ha, you look back, you know, I'm a little, you think I was old enough then to know better, but you, you think, I would do I that do s- today. No, no, I, I wouldn't do it today. I okay. realize there's too many crazy people out there. And I think people can enjoy the story better if they get, I get that now. There's too many fucking whacks out there. You do this, you get shot. I get it. I'm not, it's not <laughs> worth it. But anyway. <laughs> but you're the whack. You were the crazy person. Well, <laughs> well yes. what did you do? Hold on, hold on. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's debatable. I, you, what I mean is that was a disrespectful thing. Somebody drives by and they spit on my car. They just let out and they all start laughing. So I get, it's, uh, they don't see me at that point. I get in the car. I go pull off pretty quick and they pull into a gas station. I pull into the gas station and uh, they pull on the side and I go and I get out of the car. I go, what the f- Dressed as a cop, mind yeah. you. I go... How angry were you? Were you I was furious? angry. Okay. I was angry. I went... And I, you know, it's so... F- you forget, but I basically said... I was like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. I'm not going to write you a ticket. I just want you to see the look on all your faces. You're not so brave. You thought that was so good what you did. You spit and it was funny, but now you're just four kids shitting in your pants. You're not so... And I remember saying this. I go, not everyone that gets pulled over by the police gets scared. There's people that are tough. I don't like them. They're tough, but they, they, get, they don't get scared. That's when you know you've got a real tough person on your hands. When you know, This person's not even scared of the cops. You have, you have somebody very dangerous you're dealing with. You're fucking shitting in your pants, and that's what I want you to know. You're just four little scared little turds <laughs> spitting on someone's car. That's what's great about you. That's your life. That's going to be your life, doing nothing and thinking what you're doing is so great. Get the fuck out of here in your piece of shit fucking car. <laughs> and they had one of those cars with all the accessories on it. That they could afford, nice. like bigger windshield wipers, bigger side like vents, wing, wing on the. But anyway, that's that's what I did then, and they that's were a so great nervous. story. Well, I don't know. Right now, there's a police officer driving in front of the building, uh, coming to get me. All right. <laughs> so there's that. Um, I guess we could take a little uh, take, take a, little a break. break, so you can go to the bathroom. I do have to go to the bathroom, and you have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, some, yeah, we got a lot. Of, we had a lot in the news. I want to talk about the uh, Whitney tragedy, of course. Yeah, Whit- Whitney coming show still in the air. It's been eight weeks now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are on Twitter. <laughs> We're not. Ed- Kino. <laughs> By the way, that's funny. Uh, you shouldn't I, let that out. I'm not going to tweet it because you know. there's a da- there's a dark side of Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and then he then he calls me. Maybe I shouldn't have tweeted that. Um, not dark. I, I just said dark. I didn't mean, mean. dark. I just dangerous. Meant, right, yeah. mean. <laughs> but you know what? You got to do. Got to break do. some eggs if you want to make an omelet. 
I Thank wake you. up, as you all know, I live in a, an area called Chesterbrook. <laughs> and uh, two neighbors over have a dog. I like the dog. It's a friendly dog. I've never had a problem with it. Yesterday morning, I get up, as you know, if you listen to the show, I get up every morning. <laughs> and I take a walk around the neighborhood to clear my head. Also, to uh, get some exercise now that I'm not going to the gym because I uh, will not pay what they're asking to go to my gym. Ridiculous, $140 a month. Are you kidding me? So I'm walking around the neighborhood, and the dog is ever so friendly that I've seen before. Runs towards me, and I go to pet the dog. I lean over to pet the dog. The dog jumps up on me and takes a hunk of skin <laughs> out of my arm. Look at this, everybody. <gasps> <laughs> so, it's, I still haven't had it bandaged. <laughs> oh, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> yes, this is good radio. <laughs> this is bleeding. All right, so we're going to take a break. One day I'm going to keep going so long that Daniel pisses in his pants. Okay, so by the way, the music, Paul Tompkins, when we went to commercial last week, recommended a song. I don't remember what it is now, the name of it. The Bell Brigade. Losers. It's a great song. It's a great song. When I downloaded it to to put at the end, I was like, this is an amazing song. It really is an amazing song. And you know what? Um, I want to have a new segment on the show where we play a song and we give our, like, make it mean something more. Like, what does that song mean to you and how did it change your life? Like, everyone hears that song, but I'm sure to what it meant to me and what it meant to Paul, like, what, why did he connect with that? Now, some songs are obvious. I don't want you to do, you know, You Are My Sunshine. <laughs> you are my sunshine. My People go, what that means to me. Yeah. <laughs> but a song like that, because uh, I took my own interpretation of it. So uh, anyway, all right, so that was a great song. Paul seemed like he goes, you got to give me time. I would have come up with, I go, no. I'm glad that was yeah, your that song. Was, that was great. Really like that song. Anyway, all right. So we're gonna take a break, and then do you have something good to play back over there, Chris? What's wrong, Chris? Are you in a bad mood? No, I just don't know how good. How about you play Tom Jones doing uh, "River Run Deep"? That's a, good idea. That's a good one with Tina Turner, I think. Ooh. All right. You have that ready? I don't know. Do you? Yeah. Let's see. When you were a young girl, did you have a puppy? So guess what? We have a new sponsor. It's a good sponsor, too. Gamefly, the video game rental system that delivers games to your door. Seriously. What more do you want than that? I'm, I'm talking about... You don't even have to leave the house. You don't even have to leave the house. I'm talking about what more do you want than that even in life? I'd live in a one-room apartment with bugs <laughs> if I knew that someone was going to knock on my door and uh, deliver uh, video games. And by the way, they'll also now de- deliver them directly to your PC. I'm not kidding. For a guy that doesn't like clutter, the less I have to get, the better. It's a good day for me. Gamefly has over... How many video games do you think they have? I mean, seriously. Yeah, don't, like no, a, no, no. Like no. 100? Come on. Uh, oh, 500, 500. No, it's oh, probably like 1,000. Shut up. It's more than 1,000? Yes. Shut up. 1,500. 2,000. 15, 2000. 10, Katie, no, it can't, be too, it can't be that much. How many do you think it is? 2,000. Eight. Thousand. Stop it! Get out Shut up! Shut up! Shut the fuck up! come on! Are you lying to my face? Put on your coat, walk downstairs, get in your car, and get the fuck out of here. Why? Eight thousand. Come on! Eight 
Phil, look it up. Look it right there, guys. Look in the computer. Where do I look it up? Look, look. Oh, it does say so. Right. Oh, my God. I guess you feel stupid. Guess what? Here's here's here, look. We're being silly, but there's nothing to be silly about. This is a a good company. They're good people, and uh, listeners of this show, that's you. God damn it! Look at us. We're all like a family. Listeners to this show get a free 15 day trial by going to gamefly.com/todd. Oh, I like the way that sounds. Everything I like the Todd part. Uh, or go to uh, this episode's page on Nerdist.com and click on the banner. So there you go. Play one of yours over there. Didn't we do a little something special today? What did we do? Gamefly. A one-month subscription is the fraction of the cost of a newly released game in the stores. There you go. Concise. Wow. Well, like oh, we have more than a that. But what else do we have for the them? Cost. Gamefly has over 8,000 video console games, including new titles such as Call of Duty, Gamefly. I can't stop smiling. Yeah, there's something about Gamefly. I feel like they're America. They're, (laughs) They're what's right about this. Less trees, because you're not chopping down trees to make these, uh... Things they come in. Discs. Normally. <laughs> what do they come in? Don't they come in wood cartridges? <laughs> they come in trees, actually. Well, they come in, you know what I mean, the paper, all the, anything. Anytime a company does things, and it's, look, they're basically saving trees, and we get to play video games, that's just a bonus. And God Game knows. Gamefly. Okay. Gamefly. All right, that's a little too much now, actually. Gamefly. Hmm. Gamefly. Very simple jingle, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if he put a lot of time into that. Gamefly, the video game rental system that delivers games to your door and now directly to your PC. Oh, it's nice. It is nice. All right, so here we go. I feel. Let me, let me have a moment here. If I could just have like this is when I want a cardboard box around me. Um, we could get you those blinders like horses have. Well, we to had talked about that. Oh yeah, we did. Didn't we? Oh, where is he going? I got a bunch of urinary. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Paul? You're, uh, Mike, you're behind me and you're making me nervous. What's going on here? I don't know what he's talking about. What is he making? Well, go ahead and say it loud. That way I know. Oh, Mikey's here. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to make fun of him. He takes pictures for the show and he does such a great job. He wants you to turn up the brightness on your computer so it, sh- so it reflects a little light off your face. And I'm not going to, you know what? If it wasn't for Mikey, we would have those crap pictures that Katie was taking. <laughs> So, so there you go. That's very true, though. That's the sad part. I completely agree with that. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Your pictures were better than the ones I would have taken because there wouldn't have been any pictures. I'm busy producing the show. That's true. All right. So here we go. So Daniel, uh, uh, we just talked. We just were on the phone with Jen Kirkman. She's in a little bit of traffic, but I said, to relax. You'll get here a little late. We'll just keep doing the show until you get here. So everything's all right. Um, Daniel, so let's move to a next, another topic here. Um, well, we, we were talking about Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. And we, this is odd. This is the first time that happened to me where I found some of the jokes, all of the jokes, really, that came out the same day. I don't know. Well, I got a question. Odd. Was there any, you know, we, we talked about this before we, when we took our last break, when we played Tom Jones, when I was a little, and um, I thought maybe I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast because I feel like we're having the same conversation that we had with Paul F. Tompkins last week, but it, I did think the same thing now, you and did? I thought, well, be, I thought, first of all, 
at first I, I may I, it's weird because I first had a heart I think the way most people that have a soul and uh, and appreciate life the first thing that happens when I heard she died I did say something heartfelt I just thought you know what it, you just strip it down to its simpleness mm-hmm. someone had a drug problem mm-hmm. and I know someone uh, in a very close friend that had a drug problem who has now been clean for five years and there was a period where we thought we were going to lose him, and it just sucks. It's like drugs got the best of someone, and it's a human being, and it's sad. And you do have that moment of like just being able to take all the bullshit away from it, and all the crap that goes on the news. Just hey, it's someone, and drugs got the best of them, and that just that that just sucks. That's sad. And then I make jokes. <laughs> you know, it's just the way it is. I was at the Acme Comedy Club, but I don't think that's in disrespect to her. It's just because it's the you know I I think I said what I just said and I meant it then I went you think you think that'll hurt the sales this week um, <laughs> to everybody but so but but when you read some of those tweets that you thought and by the way again we're just echoing what we said last week it's not about whether you think people should be able to tweet or not it's just you, how you, I feel I think it, what, we live in a very sensational culture and you know CNN I have a problem with the way her death has been covered by everybody really Huffington Post CNN it's just everybody now has something you know if we can put out a sensational headline people well, we, we can grab people. We can grab readers. You know, we can. We have a monopoly on Whitney Houston's death. We have something juicy that other people don't have. And I feel like comedy, with especially on Twitter, it's kind of the same reason. It's like, oh, I'll say something mean about and witty, but but here's where I'm going to lose Houston's you. Don't death. don't let's stay on the same page because you might be on the same page. I always you've heard me say this before. I always am okay with these conversations when, until it turns into shitting on Twitter, because it's done a lot of good things no, too. I'm not shitting on Twitter. I'm shitting about like. With the one specific thing that people are discussing on Twitter, I love Twitter. I, I don't think it's but, anything. But but I, but I also don't think it's a cultural thing. Like, oh, what is, what's the word? I said it wrong. Cultural. Yeah, cultural thing. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, because I think there was always mean, vicious people. Now you just because of the because of social media. Now those people have a, a an easier platform. But also, so do people have a have a. Yeah, a, I agree. So so I think it's just talking about. Just talk about the situation instead of – by the way, you could do it any way you want. Here's the way I feel, though. Talk about the situation. It's like when someone – to me – I think I've said this. When someone is saying, oh, the service at this restaurant sucks, and I go, oh, my God, you're telling me. And I'm so with them because you agree until they turn it. That's the problem today. Service today. You, no, no. There was always right. shitty service. Don't make it like this. There was always good service and shitty service. So I thought you were going down that road like where you went like – you know, no, no, that's just the avenue where comedians express themselves, or regular people, or whoever right. wants to. So that's just what I'm reacting so, to. So some of the some of the tweets that you wrote, obviously, if something so was red, fucking yes. red, if something were, if some was so funny, a lot of them were funny, and a lot of them were kind of like you know. But I, I just, I, I don't know. Like this, not this is not a person that told anybody how to live their life. She was never fake. You know, she was just a victim of this thing. If Sarah Palin or Kim Kardashian died of a drug overdose. Yeah, I, I would write a joke about it because she spent a lot of – that's why she's famous, by telling people how to live their lives. I don't think Whitney Houston ever did that. She was just an artist and kind of a you know, sad soul, you know what, lack of Daniel, a better word. I got to tell you, I'm with you. And I guess my paranoia is – you don't know who listens to the show, but I got to – my paranoia is that I'm with you. I thought that sometimes I think the same thing, and I love – you know, twisted, demented, we, we, you know, right. comedy. Like, there, no, there aren't, there's nothing you can't talk about. Right. Nothing. Everything can be hilarious. There's not one area that cannot be discussed. But I have to be honest, maybe sometimes there's not a rhyme or reason with your opinion because somebody else probably made some horrible joke and I laughed at it. And someone could go, you laughed at that. But, you, but I thought the same thing. I thought sometimes with some of them, I was like, oh, I don't know. I just thought of, well, you if know. You, if we're talking on the phone and you say it to me. It's funny. I'll laugh. But if you use her death as like a way to entertain people and kind of like, you know, it's sort of 
making yourself part of it. Let me ask you this. And taking advantage of it to you know entertain people. I don't know if that's necessary. Well, and let me and, and let me also say this. It's a good thing that I started to realize. I don't always have to be a hundred percent sure of something on the show. I think if all, every listener knows that I can talk about this with you, and then later, obviously, people interject in my regular life. They go, "I heard that show," and they make. I always think this. Oh, I was wrong. I'll come back on the show next week. I'll go, remember we were talking about the Whitney Houston thing? My friend, you know, Will brought real clarity to that for me. And I wasn't right. I hit it. So we know we can have a conversation being able to say. So with that in mind, was there any comedians that you really respect that wrote things that you went, yeah, a lot. And they were funny jokes. And that's why why I'm bringing up. I've never felt this way before. And I could be wrong. And I I just figured, well, why? Maybe the answer. We always say, pick on people. For, for the stuff they make choices for, well, that's who you. Some people would say, "Well, she did." Yes, I know. Choose to. I guess that's true. But it's it's. I, hey, look, maybe sometimes they're not a rhyme or reason. I'm going to choose my battles, and when I beg people, as you know, you know, oh, don't do that. That's not nice. So I think, you know, it's just one of those things that might be personal to you for some reason. For me some, too, right? Like it hit me personally too. Just yeah. thinking the battle of drugs. So, but you know what? There's something else I laughed that's equal to that. Like I just said a you're minute right. ago, and someone would say, "Come on, you laughed at that." I go, "You know what? You're right. There's no rhyme or reason." Um, I think this is super. Speaking of taking advantage, um, Sony actually boosted uh, the cost of her albums uh, when she passed away to try to make a profit off. Are you one hundred percent positive about that? Yeah, it was on the news. Yeah, that's true. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, come on, Daniel. Remember, well, you got to make a buck. I remember I saw Daniel once after his show. His CD sign says ten bucks. And for some whatever reason you killed, it was in Dallas, and like half for, the audience. What, what, for, whatever, for whatever reason you killed. I can't imagine no, no, the no. circumstances. No, not whatever. No, no. What I'm about to say. Whatever the reason, you got a standing ovation from half the audience. You just had an unbelievable show. Uh-huh. And then I saw you out there with a Sharpie making your CDs $15 before the audience got out. Oh, All sure. Right. That was a long way to go for fucking nothing. <laughs> um, so, so that's it. So, well, yeah. So, so I guess we feel like for some, whatever the reason was, we're, we're like, you know, I, just coinc- coincidental that I felt the Maybe same Maybe we're way. too sensitive. Yeah. And we need to suck it up. That, no, that no, I just think true. we felt that way. But I think sometimes you can feel some way and not ask everyone else to adhere to your belief. It's just we felt that way. It doesn't right. have to be, you know, like like I said about other words that we use, you know, like calling right. using gay as an adjective. No, that one. No, you're, you're wrong. Right. This one. No, we can we can sort of go. Oh, that's the way we feel. I'm not saying no. If you do, if you made Whitney Houston jokes, then you were no. Because uh, first of all, I haven't read all of them. All I know, if I read a lot of them, I, uh, some of them I was like. A few of them I laughed pretty hard at. Yeah, me too. But I also me felt too. bad. I was like, ugh. Anyway. I was going to do a Whitney Houston song in memory of her. Is that be? That would be probably the rudest thing anybody's No, 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 no. I don't mean disrespectfully. Were you going to sing it? I'm going to try to do it the best I can. Is that is that okay? Yeah, let's hear it. I think I mean, everyone thinks I'm, I'm, I'm going to joke around. I know it's coming from a good place, but it could be seen. All right, can I have some reverb? <laughs> We've kind of done this road before, Todd, so. And I will all... No, I can't do it. I told you I wasn't going to do it if I couldn't do it good. Okay. You want to talk about Rex Centaurum? (laughs) I thought he was out. Who's the guy with the puffy face? That's Rick Santoni. Well, Gingrich, Newt Gingrich has a puffy face, No, no. Too. Uh, puffy and blow... Uh, Mitt, Mitt Romney. No, they, I, no, he's not puffy. Who's R- Rick Santorum. Rick Santorum. He won in three places that they didn't think he was going to win? Rick Santorum. He won the first one in Iowa by that like guy, 10 votes. That guy doesn't have... I mean, he's a, he's just his... I think he holds all his lies in his face. He's got a very bloated, puffy face. Like, in a, like I don't believe. I, I know Jen to, uh, Kirkman is going to want to talk about this okay, so, so bad. Let's, let's wait. 
What if we just waited, but we didn't take a break? We just went, all right, so. So what else? No, no, Jen's. What else do you want to talk about? I don't know. I could talk about this. He wanted. Uh, he was talking about women on the. Front. No, 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 no. Jen's definitely uh, got a bit on Jen, that. Jen Kirkman will yeah. be here. You, you have a Valentine's Day song for for. for oh, I could do that too. You have a Valentine's Day song for Katie. Yeah. Wow. No, it's not for me. For Katie. You said that's what it was. No, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Right. Play it if you want. Okay. Is it nice? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I like to do the old the old school. You just uh-huh. you keep saying how nice it is. Yeah, no, you you nice. get offended even. Is this nice? That's not going to be disrespectful. The last thing I would want. Now, I don't believe you. Remember that time you gave me the can of peanuts? And I said, are they real peanuts? And I opened them up and the snake came out. He seems sincere, though. I think we should let him play it. He, oh, hold on. Can I tell you? Can I sidetrack for a second? One time, uh, Nick Kroll brought out a picture of, uh, at, the, at Largo of a clown. And during the middle of my act, I said, you can do something in the middle of my act. He brought it out and he goes, Todd, I... I painted a picture of you, and I was going, you know, the, we did the old school, very over the top, but it, it's still, you know, it's still a great style, and I went, I don't know, Nick, I don't know if I could trust you, it seems like it's a joke or something, he goes, Todd, it isn't, it isn't, and I, and, and I just drew a picture of you, I really appreciate your comedy, I go, oh, God, I just feel like, and I feel horrible, but I just feel like, I know, and this is so, remember the time with the can of Peanuts? And the snake came out, and he goes, you knew I was using then. <laughs> First of all, but maybe left side, like, that's what you do when you're using? Like, not like you had sex with your sister or I stole money from your parents. He, in his worst day of doing heroin, he fucking bought me the can of peanuts, and the snake, snake came out. You knew I was using. So, you know, I want to say hello to Nick Kroll. <clears throat> so anyway, Pat Nozzle. This is just easier for me than calling people. Yeah, please. Patton, you said you were going to do the show, but you said you were a little busy, and I said it was okay. So when I'm just waiting for you, Judd Apatow, Apatow, you texted me. I texted you. I know I direct tweeted you, and I said, will you do my show, the Todd Class show? You said when, where, and then I was like, oh, cool. And then I called you, and you said you're editing right now, but just give you a month. So again, I'm waiting for you, too. So there you go, and Fiona Apple. This is just, please don't even listen if you're not her. I was so excited when I found out you listened. I mean, I could act all cool. Who cares? I cared. Oh my God, are you kidding? I, I went home and bought four of your posters and put them up in my room. I had to take down my Farrah Fawcett posters. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, so, um, is this a nice song? Yes. How do you like that? We got off track, but we got back. Well, it's not this, okay, play the song. It better be nice. Shut up and sleep with me. Come on, why don't you sleep with me? Shut up and sleep with me. Come on, I like it. I like it. This is nice. Shut up and sleep with me. Come on, why don't you sleep with me? Shut up and sleep with me. Come on, and sleep with me. Shut up and sleep with me. Come on, why don't you sleep with me? Shut up. It doesn't matter what a song says. Sometimes songs are great treadmill songs. Just picture this. I mean, this song. If you just crank it, really bring the volume up. Start it over again. And really crank the volume up. Now, and listeners know we're going to turn the volume up in this. But you're on the treadmill and you're just running. And you're and uh, maybe uh, there's a girl next to you talking. And <laughs> that'll be a bad song to play. Uh, uh, never mind. I I, I always say. Okay, here we go. 
Shut up and sleep with me. Break it up. On, why don't you sleep with me? Shut up and sleep with me. Come I might be wrong. And sleep with me. Hold on. And sleep with me. Come on. Why don't you sleep with me? Shut up and sleep with me. Come on. Uh-huh. And sleep with this me. This part right here. And sleep with me. Crank it up more. Don't you sleep with me? Shut up and sleep with me. Break come on. Uh-huh. And sleep with me. Shut up and sleep with me. Come on. Why don't you sleep with me? Shut up. Run and run and run and run and run and move and move and move and run and move and run well push and push and push and push and push and push and hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle you can do it over there come on check up that come on let's go you fucking pig come on miles come on push it out push hurry up come on blubber shit you want to be a blubber shit the rest of your life? Yeah, you're, you you're, ugly motherfucker. You're so fucking ugly. And you know what's sad? You're 30 pounds from having a jawline. Keep fucking running. That's right. Your husband's losing interest. Now yeah. let's push it. <laughs> push and push. And, and by the way, bring the music down. When I say that word, like you're, you know, uh, you know, uh, come on, you fat piece of shit. I mean, it, if you're trying to lose ten pounds, you'll say that to yourself. Just, as, right. I don't mean it is. I'm, I'm trying to be very, you know, a different person now. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean that. You're about your physique. We're not talking about you. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about like if you have ten pounds to lose. Sometimes you go, you need motivation. It's that last ten pounds. I, I, you could be 500 pounds overweight or 10 pounds. It's I know once. Oh Jesus Christ! And you probably still look good. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, crank it up. Go and go and go and push. Oh, you want to be? Come on, look at you. Look at you, lady. Look at you. Your husband is fucking every secretary at the office. And guess what, sir? Your wife's blowing every service guy that comes to the house because you're a fat pig. Yeah, men are... I'm not sexist. Your affairs... I love that your affairs are so stereotypical. Your husband's banging the secretary. The wife is fucking the service guy. Fade that up. Turn the music off. I'm so mortified how right Daniel is. It's so... Oh, my God. Where does my references come from? A 90-year-old comic? Well, first of all, who has a secretary anymore? It's usually an assistant now. Right. Mm. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Clarkson. Anything I can get for you? As I fake type on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was a silly bit, but I, I've often said that uh, I could use... Your wife's fucking the cubbler. <laughs> That's how long it took me to think of that. Yeah, what, is that the, did the milkman... Did the, you know, some, some woman did fuck the milkman. They're yeah. just the odds. A lot of women probably did. And then to. she had a baby with him. And then they went. Well, and then he, but and he, then he was probably taller. <laughs> no, it, well, joke. well, no, they said they said in real life. they That just became a joke when the kid didn't look like the parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did you have sex with the milkman? But this woman did. And she would fucking sweat every time people said it. Do you follow me? Yes. Yes. She, she didn't have you, to breastfeed. But, but she didn't. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, the milk. <laughs> it's good. Got to save Thank money you. where you can. <laughs> you fucked a milkman. Already I'm having podcast hangover from that last bit we just did. It was fun. Yeah, I know, but I was like saying things that weren't very nice. I just picture some, you know, anybody on a treadmill. That's why I said guy, too, so it would look like, it's, hey, let me tell you something. Uh, you know. Uh, uh. <laughs> Guys are fatter than women. Guys are fat pigs, too. Thank you. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. We'll talk about the, the things when we come back. We'll be right back right after this. I'm a little. I got some oh, sorry. <laughs> Start from the beginning again. Put some. Put a lot of reverb in my mic. I can think. I think I found out how I can sing. Go ahead. Try. 
I don't know. You have reverb? More. I need more. Start it from the beginning. I need so much reverb to make my voice not. Here we go. I got some trouble. I know what I like. I da 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 da. Dan, who said fade it out? This means cut it. Well, How I, dare I, you? I thought you did it like oh. this. <laughs> First of all, for anybody listening, I'm going to take the time to explain what Chris just said. I give him with my hand, you all know, listening, the cut sign. He acts like my hand slid downward, like fade out. Like it wasn't straight across. It started high and went low. Yeah, yeah who does that? Fade it out. <laughs> fade it out quick. Fade it out. Fade it out slowly. That, first of all, my face didn't have a look of fade. My face said, fucking shut that music off instantly. Fade it out. Fade it out. <laughs> um, Chris, I thought you went like this. Mm. So, Daniel, when I was singing that, I love the look on your face because you always... The truth is you're going to be mad. I figured out a song I could sing. Oh, okay, let's hear it. Johnny Cash. Okay. I think if I was 100... Mm-hmm. And I came out, uh-huh. and I sang this. I think people would think it was pretty good. Like, And I wrote the song, and they go, ladies and gentlemen, give me a name for the guy who wrote this song. And they're introducing him at the Country Music Awards. He's, a, he's 98. I've done the bit like this before. Larry Silverstein. Oh, God. Well, that's know. who writes most of the songs. All right, here we go. Thank you. Do you want reverb? Yes. And everyone loves him. Everyone loves this guy. Uh, maybe right. maybe I won't even things. say... I'm going to try to stick to that sort of character that I'm inventing for this song. But I think... Or would you rather... Be honest. Would you rather me sing it as good as I can and drop that bit that I was just No bit. Do? No bit. Just, just... I know... Here's the thing. For those of you who, who are not privy to this. I know that with all his jokes and with all the prefacing, I know that deep down inside... Todd thinks he can sing. No, I swear to George Carlin. To I George don't. Carlin, you don't think if you got okay? Answer me this question. I'm not kidding. If I got no, the no, right no. band, I'm that not knew kidding. what they no, were doing. Listen, listen to me. I blame listen it on the me. band. If you, if someone came to you tomorrow, you know, like things are happening. People, opportunities come up. Somebody comes up to you and goes, "With the you pick the band, we'll work with you. A choreographer. Well, well there's a voice coach. Do you want to do a Broadway show? But you have to sing. You, you're you're missing, excited. Are you, can I answer? Yeah. First of all, you didn't go on that long. I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I do not think I can sing, but yet I could still answer yes to that question. <laughs> <laughs> of course I would. Would you say no? If they're going to hire a band, I don't care if it's a flop. They're putting up their money. Yeah. I would, I would try no. my hardest. I don't mean to take advantage of other people's money, but, 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 but uh, you know, I don't know because here's, I think we've talked about this before and every time it amazes me. Do I want to sing? Yes. But even to do what William Shatner did, I get it. That even takes some – I shouldn't even say that even. It makes it look like that takes some ability. That takes a, 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 a suaveness. Is that the right word? So I even get that's hard. And he was just talking. Yeah. But if I could I, – I think I could do that. I think you could do that. I think oh, – William really? Shatner, I think you could do, yes. Well, hmm. you'd be surprised. Well, then from there, I okay. mean, we're almost <laughs> Okay, may, may pretend you're not looking at me. <laughs> I hear what you right? said. <laughs> well, from there, I mean, it's a couple well, more lessons than you can sing, yeah. right? <laughs> I would, I want to. Here's what I would do if I if I had like won the two hundred million dollar lottery or whatever the highest is, uh-huh. I would hire a five piece band, and what I would do is tour with them, and whenever I missed a note, I would yell at them, and that would be my shtick. <laughs> I would go, "You fucking idiots! You're supposed to cover for me." That sounds like a lot of fun to go see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love going to watch that guy yell at his band, and I'd have all the band members be so old, like. <laughs> Matter of fact, they'd probably be not that old, but I'd make them act older. Like I, the, the deal would be the drummer's ninety, and I would go play or die. <laughs> and he'd go fuck you. That's funny. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. 
may pretend you don't see me because, you know, if, if I uh, – okay, let me ask you a question. And I'm not saying I can sing like Bob Dylan. And I don't want to <laughs> – You're not. And I don't want to do a hack impersonation of Bob Dylan. I won't. Uh-huh. But there's a legitimate question here with all the lunacy. If you didn't – if I went, <laughs> would you go, well, I think you got something. Now, I know his lyrics uh, – he's a poet. And he, his lyrics are beautiful, and there's still a beautiful harmony in there with that, with that voice. But like, put a little reverb in my voice. I don't even want to overdo And then when the world... And world uh, would you go... Would you let me sing? Well, let, me, let me try doing this song. No, no, I don't want to... No, do it for real. So anyway, so, uh, uh, so let's say I had a unique voice. I'm going to try to like, really numb my voice down here. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> I need a lot of reverb, Katie. I'm a little nervous. Here we go. Thank you very much. That's good. good. I can talk this part. This part I'm good at. Maybe this is all I should do. Mm, give me some more echo there, baby. How about a hand for my own? Um, uh, mm. <laughs> there we go. Thank you very much. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tide that blinds Because you're mine I walk the line I hate this part I find it very, very easy to be true Let me, let me make it older I find my love alone with you uh, you sound like Bob Dylan now. And I admit that I'm a fool for you. <laughs> because you're mine. I walked the line. I'll keep you on my mind both day and night. And happiness, I know, proves that I'm right. Because you're mine, I walk the line. Mm. It's a long end. You've got a way to keep me on your side. You give me calls for love that I can't hide. For you know I'd even try to turn the tides. Alright, I'm done. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Who else would try? I mean, does anyone else? You know, you make me do it. I think we should fucking make Blake Wexler sitting over there. Well, who knows? Blake might be a good... Wexler! Wexler! All right, now I have to do it. I think Blake might be a good singer. Well... Well, I have a a sinus cold, so I don't know (laughs) if I should. (laughs) I can't make my act understandable, so I'm not going to try to sing. Oh, yeah, let me do it as Daniel. This, you don't, know, don't, Bung, do, Bunghole would love it. Turn no, that on again. Don't, I'm going to do, do it as Daniel. No, no, you would like it. This is how Bunghole hears you. <laughs> this is how that guy, the, the, the meanest guy in the world, Bunghole. Testing, 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 testing. I'm from Russia. I'm moving the mic stand like he does. Okay, I'm ready to sing. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tides of 
because you're mine. Skywalk design. For no reason. Is there echo? <laughs> I find it very, very I introduce characters from other bits. Yeah, from other episodes. From Paul F. Tompkins. Okay, turn the music off again. Okay, hold on. Shut this music oh, off. I'm going to throw up. Uh, <laughs> why? Did you look at a picture of your mother? Oh, oh Come on! Get out of here! Get out. You look at a picture of your mother! Oh, I got you good, Blake fucking Wexler! This has been coming to you a long time! Stop, Todd, stop! Shut the fuck up! How did, did you hear that? This is the guy that needs so much attention. Yeah. Dude, George, did you hear what I said about his mother? Ah, fucking shit! Hey, <laughs> Todd, she listens to this. <laughs> fucking, I don't give a shit. Buddy's funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, you go. He goes like this. He goes, damn, you do it here. He goes, I think I'm gonna vomit. I said, what did you look at a picture of your fucking mother? Todd. <laughs> <laughs> we all heard it the first time. Stop repeating it. All right, listen, turn this on. You're not getting it's a very nice. Lady. Okay, I'll do I it. I want you to try as okay. hard as you can. Really? Yes. Okay. And don't be embarrassed. I'm not going to do a bit. Though. I won't do a bit. I'll actually I don't want you to. Yeah, that's the whole okay. point. You try to George to Carlin, are you not? To George, all right, to George Carlin then. I am so out right. of breath right now. I, I was and Jen Kirkman is still not here. That whore can kiss my ass goodbye. <laughs> this will be. You know what's funny? Like, never mind. What's funny is funny. <laughs> that's what's funny. Maybe I shouldn't call her a whore. What if she is a whore? <gasps> what? No, <laughs> that that would suck. no, the word out no, on the street. I mean, it's okay. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just being nice. It'll help. A lot of reverb in his voice. He'll need it the most. <clears throat> the maximum amount of reverb. Mm-hmm. The bees. Mm-hmm. It's a long M. Here we go. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds. Do it real feminine. Because you're mine. I walk the line. All I right. find it very easy. Very, very easy. Very, 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 very easy. I faded out. Well, I think I was better. <laughs> That's true. I'm not going to lie. You were better. You're not lying. How about Chris? You think, you know, that, was that fun? Daniel? I mean, uh, that uh, was uh, Blake. Yes. Was, was that fun? It was. I was more nervous than happy. But then I had fun when you asked me to do a, a voice because it wasn't me. I wasn't putting myself up. You know, it's there. a great song to sing karaoke is uh, Neil uh, Diamond, Sweet Caroline, because it's just mostly talking. Yeah, but well, it, no, it, it isn't. But not during your act. You and that, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Blake. Oh God, that's funny. No, for the people listening, I'm so afraid of you right now. No, no, <laughs> I used to sing Sweet Caroline at the end of my act. You know, a good. Fr- that's why you need good friends to tell you the truth. Like a friend of mine, he said, you know, it's time to drop it. And he, he said it when you did it. I don't want you to now overthink it. I watched you do it nights, and you certainly made it funny. But he goes, it's time to work on your act and get your mm-hmm. make. It reminds me of the time when I asked Louis C.K. if I should drop uh, my opening joke out about do I look mm-hmm. like Fred Flintstone or Mel Gibson had a baby. I go, Louis, should I drop that out of act? He goes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you don't have to sing it. <laughs> He, I, I hope I didn't tell this. I'm going to call the show that I talk about this before. It's going to be uh, the new name. But um, uh, w- working with him on the road uh, was uh, working with all a lot of. It's what's good. Why sometimes that's why sometimes I like to tour. I wouldn't want to do all tour dates with other people because I like to do my own show. 
but it is fun sometimes because you can learn. You don't get to work with your peers that often. And Louis would get, we'd get there sometimes to a theater, and he would go, uh, "Remember everything you did last night? You can't do any of it tonight." And I would go, "Fuck!" And then I would have to go run into the green room and write some notes and start thinking. Guess who's on the phone? Jen Kirkman. Mm. Let's let's put her on the speaker in here. Let's do it live. Hey, Jen, it's Todd. Right on the corner, there's a huge glass windows, and there's cars inside. Uh, pass uh, when you sit when you see the light at Airdrum, go past it and make a right right into the parking lot where the glass windows are. About five blocks. Thanks. What are her credits? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people want. To. Is that funny to play or not? That's funny. That's she late. To... We can make jokes about it. No, she was actually really cool. She told me that she would. Uh... We should. Um, she does have a job. Like just have this as the one episode, and we just keep saying she's going to show up. <laughs> That's so and then funny. and then and then when she gets here, because we have enough for one full episode, and then next she never the showed next week up. We'll just be. Hers. Well, that's her. She said she was going to be here. Now, let me let me so, explain to the listeners. Jen Kirkman is on the show today. No, she's definitely on the show today. Yeah, right. She is on the Here's show the today. deal. Just so the audience knows what's happening, we just took about a third. What did we take? A forty minute break. Yeah. Right. So she'll be here in a few minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jen Kirkman will be here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't wait. All right, listen. So uh, we're going. Oh, we have so much to talk about. This might be a two-parter, everybody, and I'm breaking it to you gently right now because I'm going on the road. Okay, why am I lying to you? It, to George Carlin, it is going to be a two-parter because I'm going on the road next week. I'm doing. Uh, by the way, I'm doing like six Jim Gaffigan dates in Boston, and then I'm going to New York to do Jimmy Fallon, which I'm very excited about. I'm just doing panel, which I've always wanted to do. I don't want to do stand up. I'm really looking forward to that, and. Um, and then I'm going to D.C. Did I say I was going to D.C.? Not yet. Yeah, no, this weekend I go to Boston, and then I go to uh, New York, and then I go to D.C., and then back home. So I'm going to miss a week. So this is going to be a two-parter. Listen, I have to have a moment with the listeners. Everything's going to be fine. Look, I'm with you. And I know these two-parters. You're like, really? Well, look, I still give you a lot of, you know, it's, you know, it's still a lot of programming. Oh, we're going to have so much fun. Sweet Caroline. See, it's easy. Hold on. Daniel? Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it for real. Put a lot of reverb in his mic. I don't need reverb. I'm a goddamn professional. Where it began. I can't begin to know when. But then I know it's going strong. Hold on. Pause. Was cut it. In the spring. Cause, cut it. Wait, I, why did, I was sh- doing so well. Why did you cut it? Because I want to explain just what happened. You always got to be in the moment. You just wanted to let the real words play. Right. And then Blake started singing along with his shitty voice, fucking the whole bit up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Yes, like, that's what I wanted if, to ask. If that wasn't a gentle way for me to talk to another human being, but if, if right now I was on right. truth serum, mm-hmm. You're right. I, I would just say that. Uh, but, I've been, uh, but I'm not on truth serum, so therefore I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> No, because I feel bad because you know why I'm you know what's good about having other friends that, you know, like I know that Blake, I think it's like a lot of good comics that are honest, maybe with, you know, you, you just you, you, 
Blake's as insecure as me, so I know sometimes if he, if, he, if he texts me something and I read it, I go, he'll call me in two minutes. You know, I didn't mean like to ask. like, and I'm, like, You know what? I'd always rather have that. So when I was saying you interrupted it, I felt bad because you looked like – you looked like I was, you know, being very... Because yeah, I knew I fucked up. Is was the, you knew. Uh, you didn't yeah, need me yeah, to yeah. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Oh. Jen Kirkman is here. Okay, guess what? She's not going to be on this show. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's going to be next week because... In your face. This is the best way to do a show that the guests... We wait for them the whole first show, and then they come and they do the late show. Patrick Roddy sent me that uh, light box. I think it's amazing. People, I'm saying goodbye. But next week's going to be so much fun. you have some dates you want to plug? Where are you going to be this weekend? Oh, I, th- I just said it already. Okay. It's all good. Blake, all good. you're good? Uh, at Blake Wexler on Twitter. Okay. Uh, I'll you. be funny at a party this weekend <laughs> somewhere. And I'm also on Twitter. By the way, thousands of people listen to the show. Shouldn't somebody more people follow you, you think? Shouldn't more people I, follow me? I have I more followers than Daniel does, and that's a trap. Come on, guys. Let's, I love Blake. You know I do. You, yeah, can can I tell you something? Daniel's just say it. But let's just get let's, let's get my game up. It's a fucking embarrassing. Black Wakesler is a oh. middle at best. <laughs> I have an idea. If you put a video camera on your penis uh-huh. as people started signing up and watched it grew, I think you could charge $5. Like, imagine just the first person. Like, people go, you know, they follow you, and you watch your numbers grow, grow, grow. And it's like, e. Yeah. Anyway, I get excited. That's, a, that's not nice. Gamefly has over 8,000 video console games. Gamefly. What are you waiting for, folks? What are you going to do? You still use the... Uh, you want to go get your milk uh, at the place where they used to get milk? No. All right, here we go. Okay, that's it. Bye. You're great. Just, you know, what can I say? But I'll see you next week with Jen Kerr. I go out old school. on a good time was had. This is Todd Glass. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. And we'll be... Na- um, blah, 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 blah. That's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, there it is. I didn't know how to end the show, so I just ended it. Jen finally got there, and that's next week. We had a lot of fun. It was super silly. So anyway, uh, I want you to listen. Here's the last song we'll play. You know that song? And Katie put a little reverb in my voice right now. <laughs> Even though I'm doing this into my phone. Okay, here's, you know this song? When you walk through a storm, that song. We're going to play that one. And I want you to listen to it like ten times until it starts really meaning something to you. Does that make any sense? Well, you'll decide. Here comes the song. When you through a storm, hold your head up high, and don't be afraid of the dark. At the end of a storm. Is a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a lark. 